This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, we often talk about housing affordability and brainstorm ideas on how to tackle the issue. Is it building more rental housing? Is it changing policies when it comes to housing and both rentals and housing, market housing? Well, joining me now to talk a bit more about this is Greg Moore, the mayor of Port Coquitlam. Mayor, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me and having this conversation. Uh, it, it is one that I think is frustrating for a lot of people because finding a solution or finding something that we can actually do that will lead to people being able to afford their homes, whether they're purchasing or renting, uh, it seems to, to be something that we go around and around and, and, and then end up asking the question, is there really a solution? Well, and I think that's the frustrating thing for a lot of us. And the frustrating thing for me is, um, you hear different groups or different politicians, frankly, sometimes come out and say, if we just did this one thing or if that level of government just would do this one thing, it would, we would fix it all. And we hear it a, a lot of, uh, <laughs> of the leadership candidates in, in the Liberal Party saying, if we just had more supply, uh, it would all be fixed. Well, that's, if it was that simple, we would do it. It's not that simple. It's a, there was a lot of reasons why we got to this point, and it's a complex solution, I think, to get out of it. And that's why we came out with 32 recommendations, crossing a whole sphere of activities that need to occur. And so this is part of the UBCM document. It's called A Home for Everyone, A Housing Strategy for British Columbians. Let's talk about a couple of the recommendations and and what that might actually look like. Because I was looking through this, looking through the recommendations and the summary. It seems to be a little bit vague in what we're actually proposing or what's being proposed to tackle this issue? Um, I could maybe see how you could see that in, in some of the aspects that we had. Um, we, uh, in the body of the report, and then there's not only more work around the recommendations, but there's also an evidence-based approach. Uh, we put that in the back of the report because most people, unless you're really policy wonks, really want to read that. So we wanted to really highlight that... Um, the different recommendations. So, you know, there was a lot of, one of the things that I was really uh, proud of this work is we started last August at, the, at this was we not only brought local government elected folks to the table, we brought some uh, CAOs and housing people from our local governments uh, from around the province, but we also brought industry and academia and um, uh, Keyshawn from the uh, BC Nonprofit Housing Association. So we wanted to make sure because it, this isn't just a a government has to fix it. Now, government of all levels is a big player in this, but it's all, sort of all hands on deck from nonprofits to um, the private sector as well as government. Uh, one of the, the issues or one of the recommendations is uh, saying that too little rental housing is being built. How do you, even when we, we tackle that, if you look at a city like Vancouver, which claims to tackle this and claims to be building all of this rental housing, uh, then we find out that the, the so-called affordable rents are around $3,300 for a rather small three-bedroom unit. How does something like that even begin to tackle the problem? So, yeah, rental is, uh, well, we made 32 recommendations and 18 of them are around rental. So you can, just by that, you can tell we put a lot of emphasis into developing the rental market. And not to get in all of them, but we we are seeing in Metro Vancouver anyways, more market-based rental being built right now. And the reason is, is the house pricing has gone up so much, people can't afford it, so they're forced to go into the rental market space. Uh, and now there's a supply and demand issue for the limited rental product that we have, because let's remember, for the last 
30 or 40 years, really no rental has been built since the federal government uh, got rid of their tax incentives. So um, we're now seeing more rental coming onto the market. The dangerous part, and I think you, you kind of allude to it in your in your statement there, is is that it's market-based rental. Usually by a developer, it's all stratified so that if the developer in five years or 10 years needed capital, they could sell those units off. So it's not protected strata, or it's not protected um, rentals, and it's not the continuum of rentals. So we put a lot of emphasis in here that there needs to be a continuum of rentals, and you can do that in a couple different ways. You know, the provincial government, and we applaud them, saying that they're going to bring 114,000 rental units onto the market over the next 10 years. And what we're saying is what you need, what the provincial government needs to do is work very closely with each local government on what's the right rental product they are looking for in each community. Um, from everything from non-market affordable first time uh, getting out of homelessness type rental all the way to some non-market rental. And what's good for Port Coquitlam might be different for Vancouver, and it's going to be different for Prince George and Creston and all over the province. So they have to have that local connection. But one of the, if I could just jump on the rental side to something that we've asked for that I don't think really has been talked about too much, is the ability for local governments to have a rental-only zone. So right now we're not allowed to. So the rental product that's coming in the market is coming in for two reasons right now. One, the private sector sees that there's an ability to uh, service a need and make some money. That's okay. And then secondly, local governments, uh, because uh, people still want to build a lot of condos, local governments through the rezoning process have the ability to negotiate some rental. Now, that doesn't happen all over the province, and it's negotiated, so it's hard to get um, the rents to come down. But if you had a rental zone, that would reduce the land escalation cost because it could only be used for rental. And we think that will go a long way to help even market-based affordable rental. Uh, but even in that case, if we have rental rates that are still so, or vacancy rates that are so incredibly low, even if we had a fully rental-only zone, wouldn't the market still demand a certain price or wouldn't people still be willing to pay a certain price simply to get into it? Oh, absolutely. And that's why... I kind of try to bridge that with the 114,000 units that the province is going to bring on. Those are the ones that are going to be below market, working with local governments either to run them, like Metro Vancouver Housing Corporation, uh, or with nonprofits to run them, um, or you start to bring in different tools. Uh, the other one, the other, I'll highlight another one that we put forward is um, for the provincial government to give local governments the ability to have a different property class for rentals around taxation. So the way that local government taxation works is we have, I think, seven or eight property classes, everything from multifamily, single-family, commercial, different types of industrial. And we take our budget and we divide it into those different property classes to get what we charge on a property tax rate. Now, we do not have the ability to charge a different rate to a non-market affordable rental project compared to a condo project. So, uh, you know, you could have your most expensive condos in your city is going to pay the same mill rate or that same calculation as the non-market housing. So we're asking for more flexibility so we can even as cities look to reduce property tax on those units. And how do you get developers on board to where a developer would stand to make a lot of money building condos, building uh, for sale market units rather than an entirely rental bill an entire building that's dedicated to rental 
Well, we're seeing it right now because, the, the you know, I think in Vancouver, I might get this number slightly wrong, but I think they have 7,400 units of rental either in rezoning or under construction right now. I can tell you in the city of Port Coquitlam, we have five rental buildings being built right now. Um, Port Moody has, I think, two being built and a couple other being proposed. Um, again, that's all market-based condos, so it might not necessarily be affordable. So that's where working with nonprofits or local governments. Let's you know, look at Metro Vancouver, for example. As a Metro Vancouver regional district, we have the largest housing corporation in British Columbia. We run uh, 40, 49 different housing projects around Metro Vancouver. Um, we, house, we have 4,500 units where we're housing about 10,000 people a month. We would be a great partner to take some of that $114,000, build uh, non-market housing. Uh, before I let you go, I wanted to talk as well. There, there was an issue of landlords and raising the rents and that that would also help as far as making rental housing more uh, attractive. It would uh, give landlords the powers they need to upgrade units and such. Is there, is there a recommendation in here that deals with that or suggests that perhaps landlords should be able to raise the rents more? There is. We, we make a recommendation that um, that we should look at allowing a slightly higher than um, what's per allowed rental increase as long as, and this is the key part, it would have to be balance the, inter- the renter's ability to pay, and it would have to work in cooperation with the local government to ensure that that increase in the rental rate was actually going to fix the buildings. Because we make a statement a few times in the paper that some of the best rental solutions we have is maintaining the current rental stock that we have because it's already built. The challenge is it's, like I said earlier, it's 30 or 40 years old. Um, we had we, we, we heard from one person that said, it's going to cost me more money to fix the roof, like replace the roof than the building is worth. And he goes, it just doesn't make economic sense. So we're saying two things. Allow a slightly higher uh, increase in the rent as long as it can be worked with the local government to ensure that building permits are taken out to go into the fixing up. But we also say that the provincial and federal government could look at doing grants or agreements to also put money into these buildings so that we do maintain uh, these older, more affordable rental buildings that are currently in the marketplace. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa HD radio at 101.1 FM HD2 and on the AM dial 980 CKNW.